Hey you, and welcome to another episode of Live Aligned Radio and the first episode, kind of, of Live Aligned Video because this is not going <laughs> as planned at all on a scale of uh, 1 to 10. If I had to put 1 as nothing going as planned and 10 is everything going as planned, I'm at about a negative 5 because I was not supposed to be recording this on my phone. I was going to record this on my web camera or whatever because I thought that'd be the simplest way. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. I had this visual of doing the live line video with the live line radio and putting on YouTube as like a horizontal video, the whole thing. Yep. Nope. <laughs> it didn't go as planned. But um, as Edna Mode would say from The Incredibles, I don't look back, darling. It distracts from the now. So we're just going to move forward. Okay. So today I'm going to dive right into the episode because I'm really excited and also... <laughs> behind schedule because of my technical difficulties. So there's that too. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about today things I was wrong about and it's MDMA therapy. And if you know anything about me, even in the slightest, this does not surprise anyone more than it does me. I've had this identity, I suppose, wrapped around being the Mother Teresa of the 21st century. So I have barely drank. I didn't get drunk till I was 21. And since then, I've maybe had been drunk five times. Maybe. Who knows? I've never gotten a ticket. I've never smoked cigars. I've never smoked weed. I've never smoked cigarettes. I don't know what else there is to smoke but I haven't done it. And I think I've only, uh, yeah, I've had some CBD oil for pain or something like that, but I've, I've really prouded myself, prouded, <laughs> prided myself on being kind of a purist in the weirdest way in that way. And also in a hippie way, but you know, that's a later episode to talk about. And so the fact that I sought out a type of therapy such as MDMA therapy, I don't know much about the nitty gritty. So is what this episode, my goal of this episode is to explain how did I get from I will never touch any substance like that to now I'm two sessions in. So that's my goal with this episode is to kind of bridge this like pre-session is what I call it. So how did I get from one from A to B? And then my next episode is going to be from B to C. So my first two sessions. And then I don't have a C to D yet. The only other thing I kind of have planned maybe for a third episode is if I don't go into some things to think about, which I believe I'll do in my second episode when I talk about my experience, but some things to think about if you're curious about this therapy, who should maybe seek out this therapy, all those things. And then my other goal, so probably a fourth episode, maybe a third episode, we'll see where it goes, is to have a more of an expert on to talk about this because um, it it's really impacted and changed my life. And it's kind of insane how one substance uh, medicine, I call it, and I'll explain why I call it a medicine now and not a drug as I did. Um, it, it's really powerful and it's really incredible. And it's a tool that I, I'm so glad that I found. And I'm so glad that whatever gave me the courage, the stupidity, whatever it is to attempt this and to try this, I, I'm really thankful for because I, 
I had so much built up and it's kind of how I explain it is I had gotten really, really good at BSing everyone, including myself to the point that I did not know that I was BSing anymore. And that's what this medicine allowed me to do was to stop BSing myself and actually look at the problem because I had, I had been acting for so long that I forgot it was an act truly. So the little bit that I know about MDMA as far as the technical stuff is it's actually not a psychedelic. I thought it was, but they call it a therapeutic drug. I call it a therapeutic medicine because I don't believe it's a drug. I believe it's a medicine and a very powerful healing tool. And, you know, even as I've talked to some of the people about it, some of the people that have helped me, like this medicine really has an intelligence of its own. And I... I believed that to a certain extent. And mind you, I'm only two sessions in, but especially from my first session to my second session, how vastly different they were. That's what really made me see the power in it was how different my two sessions were. It was mind boggling. Again, I'll go deeper into my personal experiences in the next episode. But first, I want to take you to, I guess my journey is really going to explain how I was wrong about this. So MDMA and other psychedelic therapies started coming across my radar probably when I was about 23. I'm 26, almost 27 now. So a few years ago, I have this timeline of like pre-COVID and post-COVID kind of, you know, BC, AD, that's kind of how I break my life apart. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I know I'm not alone because I've talked to people who do the same exact thing. So pre-COVID, a few years pre-COVID, MDMA and the psychedelic therapy started coming up in podcasts that I was listening listening to, specifically Tim Ferriss' podcast. So I will never forget the first time that it came up on my, I don't know, recent downloads. I can't even remember. I should know this, but you know, my brain's a little for the night. Um, It came up and I started listening to it, not really thinking anything of it. And then Tim started talking about psychedelics and psychedelic drugs and MDMA therapy. And I was like, "Hmm, okay, Tim, you lost me. I've been listening to you for a lot of years, but I don't do drugs. So I'm not going to listen to this. (laughs) I just sometimes... I just wish I could go back and kind of, you know, should have had a V8 myself. So I go to turn off the podcast episode and then Tim makes some kind of comment about, you know, what led me to this was some trauma. And that caught my attention. Like, why would you seek out drugs for trauma therapy? I believe, I don't remember exactly, but I turned off the episode because again, I was was too good for that. And oh gosh, anyway, I'm resisting the temptation to should have had a V8 myself. And I turned it off, but it didn't, like I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop wondering why somebody was doing this type of drugs, I suppose, because that's what I thought they were. That's what I was wrong about. I called it a drug. Um, Why someone would do this for trauma therapy. So I went back and I listened to the episode. And by the end of the episode, I understood why Tim was doing it to a certain extent, enough that I wasn't judging Tim for doing it anymore. I probably still was, you know, because INTJ. But I was, that's for you. It's not for me. So good luck, Tim. There's other ways. And in my opinion at the time, better ways to get through trauma. (laughs) Oh, gosh. If I only knew how wrong I was then. So I listened to that. 
And I couldn't deny how much more this type of therapy was coming uh, like up in my radar. I was hearing about it more, whether it was on podcast episodes, on Instagram, it just kept coming back up. And I have a rule that if I hear something two or three times within a certain time frame, it's God or the universe or whatever you want to call it, trying to get my attention. So I couldn't deny that this just kept coming up no matter how much I avoided it. I wasn't Googling it. I wasn't searching for it. And yet it was still coming across my radar. So yeah. So I dug into more podcasts. I started deliberately looking for podcasts and then Tim had an episode on and this in hindsight now, this there's two podcasts. I'll talk about both of them. There was two podcast episode episodes <laughs> that really were the tipping point or the turning point for me in going from mm, not for me to, okay, I don't know how it's going to work, but I do need to try this therapy at least one time. So the first episode was it was Tim Ferriss and he had a guide on. I believe she was a guide. Yes, I believe. I don't know. If I can find the episode, I'll link it. If I can't, I'm sorry. But I don't remember because this has been probably four or five years ago now. Tim had a lady on that was talking about MDMA therapy specifically for PTSD and trauma. And the reason that this one specifically caught my attention was because at about 2015, I want to say, I discovered that I had some PTSD from sexual trauma. And I had no idea that it still lingered in my body. Not a clue. And I didn't figure it out until I was very much in a moment. Needless to say, it was not convenient for PTSD to take over my body. So since then, I was really had the mindset that I was willing to try anything to get over this because I hated the fact that it felt like the way I describe it is it it's like this ghost in the shadows that you never know when it's going to come up and you never know when it's going to come up, go boo or scare you or just take over your body and you disappear and into the night. I don't know where the heck I disappeared to, but mentally Kayla was gone. So after that, I had tried a variety of different things and I felt like it had gotten better, but I knew it was still there. Like I could still hear the ghost taunting me in the shadows. So when this podcast came up specifically about MDMA therapy and PTSD, it really caught my attention. And by the end of the episode is what really piqued me of like, okay, we're going to figure out a way to do this. It's not legal yet. Oh, I probably should have started with that. It's not legal. It is. I'm in Oregon. So as far as that goes, everything's decriminalized. Like I can go shoot up with heroin, side of the street and like... I'm good. Uh, But federally and across the country and in a lot of places, this kind of therapy is not legalized yet. Last I heard, if you go to maps.com, maps.org, one of the two, Rick Dublin, Dublin, something like that, is really heading this organization of getting this type of therapy legalized. I believe it's in stage three in the FDA trials. I believe it's set to be legalized with a prescription and with a therapist by 2022. So like late this year or early next year, it's really, really close. It's not quite there yet. So 
if you decide to seek this out, just know it's not legal yet. So anyway, she was explaining how in just two treatments, there were soldiers after six months of their two treatments, 70% of them went from, oh no, I'm having a brain fart. What is treatment resistant PTSD? So way worse PTSD than I have and were undiagnosed within 70% of them were undiagnosed within six months after two treatments. So in my mind, I'm willing to do anything at least twice if it helps me get rid of this thing. So that really took me from a turning point from I'm never going to do this to, okay, I'm at least going to try it twice because I don't have anything to lose at all. So that really, at that point, I had made the decision for PTSD and therapeutic reasons. The second podcast is with Dave Asprey, who is a biohacker I've been listening to for almost seven years now, which is crazy to say because I was 20 when I bought his book, which means I'm almost 27, which I know doesn't sound old, but it feels a lot closer to 30 than Michaela would like it to be. Anyway, so it was Dave Asprey and Jack Canfield. Jack Canfield is the chicken soup for the soul guy. And they were talking about LSD. I was just like, okay, not expecting this one, but here we go again. And one of the things that Dave said that really caught my attention, I've been to enough personal development seminars and done a bunch of other crazy stuff that I know success leaves clues. And if you want to be or have a certain success, the quickest and simplest way to do it is find someone that has already had that success and follow their path. And because they've already got the blueprint for you, like you don't have to recreate the wheel. You don't have to create anything from scratch. Like you get the recipe card, you follow the recipe and you go. And that doesn't mean obviously there's not some nuances and some differences and yada, yada, yada. That just means you have an outline and you have a guide to help you get there quicker, faster. So Dave was at this some billionaire dinner with some of the best like entrepreneurs and business people in the world. And he said he ask them, like, how many of you have done psychedelics for personal development reasons? And I believe he said all but two people raise their hand or some crazy stuff. So in my mind, he says that and I'm like, holy crap, if some of the richest and smartest and most successful people in our world are doing psychedelics for personal development reasons, like, why aren't more people talking about this? And the more that I've dove into this world and studying it, our elites in this country, like some of the richest people in this country have been doing psychedelic, psychedelic therapy, MDMA therapy, whatever you want to call it. They're two different things. So I guess I have the right to say both things, but I Like I said, I honestly thought MDMA therapy was a psychedelic therapy until about a week ago when I read that it's not. It's a trauma therapy or something. I forgot the book that I was going to read a section out of. So I'm pulling all this from memory and my brain is not working that great today. I'm going to blame the hormones. But anyway, so the elites in our country have been doing this for years and years and years. And when you go into this world, as far as learning about it, MDMA and other psychedelic therapy is like a regular dinner table talk. Everyone talks about it. But then this other part of our world and our country and our culture or whatever you want to talk about it, no one's talking about it. And then when you do talk about it, people look at you like 
crazy. And I know because I've been talking about it and I get a wide variety of reactions. So some people, that's a little hard character for you, but good job. Some people think I'm going to lose it. Some people don't know what to think about it and that's okay. It's just crazy for me that there's a certain part of our culture and our country that this is so common and so regular and so understood. And there's this other part that couldn't be more opposite and it's wild to me. And that's one of the reasons I am talking about it is I would love to bridge that gap and get this help get people at least more educated about it. And um, there's one saying that always comes up for me when I think about this. And now I don't know why my brain is not functioning with me today. But it's the saying like, the first thought that comes to your head is not yours. It's something you were taught. So when someone says oranges are great, or I don't know, that's not a good example. I'm trying to think of someone. Oh, let's use a celebrity. Why not? I'm a huge Miley Cyrus fan. So let's let's use Miley. And so I was like, oh, I really like my Miley Cyrus. What is the first thought that comes to your head? And what is the second thought? More than likely, the first thought was something you learned or were taught from someone else. And the second thought is actually your own. So the first thought may have been like, oh, the crazy person that like tweaked on Robin Thicke. And your second thought might be like, oh, like Hannah Montana. I loved Hannah Montana growing up. I don't I don't know. I don't know what your actual reaction is, but I was hoping that would use an example since my brain is not explaining things very well tonight. So apologies there. But anyway, so I feel that very much way. (laughs) See what I told you about my brain. I feel that very much with MDMA and psychedelic therapy. I feel like all of our original thoughts about this therapy is from different forms of propaganda and the 60s and the 80s of like tripping when sure it can be used wrong, but it can also be super powerful and a super great tool. You know, I always think of a hammer. A hammer can be used to cause damage and destroy. It can also be used to build. So it's not necessarily if the tool is right or wrong, it's how we go about it. And that's another reason that I want to talk about it more publicly and my experiences and kind of how I've been taught to go about it versus there are some people talking about this, but they're doing like group sessions. And to me, that just sounds even more traumatizing than whatever. So anyway, that's a few of the reasons that I really feel called to talk about it. So anyway, I listened to this podcast and Jack and Dave are talking about how powerful it is. The billionaire dinner, Jack's talking about how it helped him overcome trauma. And here is this guy with the chicken soup for the soul. Like how successful is he? Like he is one of those successful people in my mind, which is just like holy crap, like this guy used is saying like LSD and different types of psychedelics are some of the major keys to his success. So after I listen to those two podcasts, like I'm sold. So I don't, but I don't know how I'm going to get from A to B. So how do I get from, I want to do this to I'm going to do this. And I'm actually not going to talk about that here. I'm going to talk about that on my next episode. But the two things that really shifted for me that really changed my mind of I was wrong about this. I went from, man, this is a crazy drug. I'm never doing drugs. This is just not for me to now I'm two sessions in. And what I really feel like I was wrong about is one, how the medicine is used, how it works. And the fact that it's a medicine and it is a tool and it can be a powerful tool to help heal trauma, which is just... 
it's just so knowing what I know now, it's so mind boggling to me that we have a tool out there like this. And one, it's illegal. And two, it's not more, it's just not talked about enough. It's, it's just, it's wild. And one thing as I was coming in here and prepping for this episode, the one thing that I really don't want to sell this as, as like an end all be all fix all, because that's another thing. And I'm going to talk about this more in another episode of what I was wrong about, but I don't think there's one thing that heals everything. And for the longest time, I thought there was, I thought I would find something I'd find. I'd go to the right seminar. I'd buy the right book. I would do the right dance. Like, I don't know. I'd find the right workout routine and all my problems would be solved. Like bingo, bango, bongo we'd be off to the races, I'd be healed and off in a field full of daisies. I don't know what I thought. I'm crazy sometimes. It's just, you know, we're human. And I don't, I still don't think MDMA is that. I still don't think it's that one thing that cures everything, that heals everything. But what I do think it is, I think it's a key that unlocks a lot of doors that haven't been opened. And I also... It is the best BS meter I have ever experienced in my entire life. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, I had myself so fooled. I had been acting so long, I forgot I was in character. And the MDMA allowed me to strip those layers down and one, remember myself for who I really am. And two, allowed me to get to the truth. One of my like core beliefs is the truth will set you free. And you can't get to the truth when you're always BSing yourself. It just, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. And the only way that I really got to the truth on a lot of things was MDMA. And not only that, but it shows it to you in such a beautiful way. So one thing that I really encourage you, and I'm going to link some encourage you to do. And I am going to link some of this up in the show notes. Go listen to more podcasts about it. Like I said, subscribe to this channel. I'm going to do my deep dive on MDMA, but I really wanted to start with this episode on my transformation to how I got from like, "Mm, I don't do that to now I'm two sessions in. So that was really important to me to start out with that, but start, go listen to other episodes. I'm going to link them in the show notes. When I do my deep dive, I'm also going to link, they're going to be edited versions but I'm also going to link my write-ups. Writing really helps me process. And I think I write a lot better than I talk half the time because I actually have to like channel. I can't squirrel brain everything and editing. That also doesn't hurt. Um, I'm going to link those up when I do my deep dive. So that's going to be my really, like if you're really curious about MDMA, my next episode is going to be a lot more in-depth on that. But there's tons of podcasts out there. So I will link, like I said, I'll link a few episodes. There was something else. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Something helped me remember. Trust, Surrender, Receive. There's two books. I have not read A Dose of Hope. I've heard that one's really good a book called A Dose of Hope. And then the other book, I haven't read the whole thing, but I read bits and pieces of it is Trust, Surrender, Receive. And the reason I really like Trust, Surrender, Receive, and I will link that in the show notes as well, is because it's a series of testimonies and short stories of people who have done MDMA therapy. So for me, is how I've used the book in 
both scenarios, I read a short story before my first session and before my second session. And like I said, I'll talk about this in the next episode when I do my deep dive of my sessions. But I was way more nervous for my second session than I was my first session, session, which is kind of wild to me. And it's still wild to me. I do actually understand now. And I'll, I'll go over that as well in the next episode. But I really use this book to remind me why I was doing this because I had started letting my nerves get to me so bad. And I'm so thankful that I have, you know, a support system when I text them. I'm like, I'm like kind of scared. I'm trying not to swear, but poopless, whatever. I'm kind of scared poopless for my next session and help (laughs) make sure I go no matter what. And I went back to trust, surrender, received, and I receive, and I read a chapter, and it it really helped me remember not only the power of the medicine, but why I was doing this in the first place. And you know, it's so crazy how like God or the universe or whatever you want to call it works sometimes, because I just literally was like, you know what, I'm going to open the book, and whichever chapter I land on, that's the story I'm supposed to read because you can read them out of turn, which is super cool. And I open it up, and it was a guy whose story was so similar to mine and why he went to MDMA in the first place. And it it was super wild. So I recommend reading that book. So subscribe to it. <laughs> I am so out of words. We're going to wrap this up before I run out of more words. But subscribe. Like I said, I'm going to do my deep dive. I'm going to make my write-ups available from my sessions. And then as always, like if you have any questions, please, I'm at Michaela Pollock on Instagram. You can send me a DM. I'm going to have like an email address where we can kind of start a container for this. Because like I said, I know a lot of people have questions that they don't necessarily want to ask publicly. And that's totally cool. I I don't care at all. So yeah, that's kind of what I have today. So look in the show notes for the links and subscribe so you won't miss my next episode, which is the deep dive on MDMA therapy. So I think I'm starting to get nervous already. So anyway, until next time, my friends, be rebel, live aligned, and go make a ruckus.